0: The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome to Mindy My Black Black Business. Alright family, welcome to another episode of the Minding My Black Business Podcast. And this will be a solo episode. And it is me, your host, Dr. Janae Taylor, Dr. T, Nay, Dr. T, that's me. I'm all of the above. And I am so excited to be back with you. I want to update you on our recent Minding My Black Business event. Um, So we're going to talk about that uh, today. Yes okay so um, October 24th that feels right it was a Thursday that feels like that was accurate without looking at the calendar (laughs) on October 24th we had our second Hampton Rose black therapist meetup so for those of you that don't know I have a private practice here in Virginia Beach and this area is called Hampton roads or sometimes seven cities and so it's made up of a a cluster of cities that are really close together so we have Norfolk and Chesapeake and Portsmouth and Hampton and Newport News and Williamsburg and Portsmouth and Suffolk I feel like that might have been seven I hope that was seven. So, seven cities. Hampton Roads. Seven, five, seven. And so, that is who all was invited. Any black therapist that happened to be in the region. Not just Virginia Beach, but in the region. Um, uh, the idea is, or actually, the event was for us. Um, for all of us who live in those spaces. So... This was the second meetup. The first meetup we did was back in May of this year. And that went really well. We had about mm, 13, 14 people in attendance. And that was really good. I was just hoping to get eight people in a room, eight to ten folks. So, um, you know, I to have 13, 14 people, I was really excited about that. It was one of those moments where... Um, You know, we had tickets on Eventbrite, and I think I had 10 tickets available for the event, and it became like the day before and the day of, and I'm getting emails from people who are interested, um, who want to come to that first meetup, and so, you know, adding tickets at the end. So that was kind of a really good experience. Like, not only did it sell out, even though it was just 10 tickets, but it sold out that there were other people who wanted to come as well. And then I think there was even one participant who showed up and paid at the door so um that first experience was really good and i think i did an episode i did i did an episode about that one too about our meetup and um so after that first one i did an assessment to just get a sense of what people thought because those are things that you should do (laughs) if you're gonna do events check in with folks um and get an idea of what sorts of things are needs for a fellow therapists and then kind of how often should we even do these things because yeah I want this to continue to be a community that we all rely on so this is there were several suggestions um, like once a year nobody actually picked that option in the assessment but <laughs> it was really between doing it once a month or quarterly those were kind of the two highest responses. I knew personally I wouldn't be able to manage once a month because it just would get I feel like it would get really hectic to to coordinate, but once a quarter for sure. Well, as you all know or might remember, this sp- spring summerish was quite hectic for me and a lot of things kind of fell off because I was dealing with like my own medical um, concerns and so anything having to deal with anything outside of what I had to focus on I was not able to <laughs> to to stay on top of it so um, I was hoping well let's see now that I'm you know doing much better feeling much better let's see if we can get another meetup to happen before the year ends and before we kind of get into the holiday season and so this is how we got to let's do one in October um, uh, you know at the end of October and so we had it at our same spot, which is the Cutlass Grill in Chesapeake. Um, uh, Black-owned restaurant, the owners are fantastic folks. Their um, the employees are fantastic. Our uh, waitress, her name was Nina, and she was our waitress last time, and she did a fantastic job. She took care of us, and she had, like, three large parties that she was managing kind of all at the same time. And um, So hats off to Nina. So... Um, this time I was expecting 15 folks (laughs) so we we got 13 to 14 you know last time so we could easily do 15 right because I got tons of emails saying um oh I wish I could have come but I have a you know another engagement blah blah so in my mind we can hit 15 and it's uh will you are having uh tickets for the event it's so interesting and you get to sort of watch to see how tickets are being sold you'll have like for me this has been a pattern you'll have people who buy them as soon as they kind of go live but that's you know very small percentage and then you'll get to like a week out <laughs> from the event and then those ticket sales start to pick up um so we were getting to like a week before the event and I had sold maybe four tickets. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> okay. Well, that's cool because then that just means I get to have you know, you having to kinda like re- rethink your expectations. Well, um, so with those four folks, uh, we get to have an in-depth conversation about stuff um, as opposed to it being a meetup. And so we'll we'll just do it in that way. Um, and then the day after that, the day after I um, told some of the people who were helping me with the event, we sold eight tickets in one day. And so I was like, okay, so maybe I just need to chill <laughs> and keep doing my thing with... Um, with promotion and uh, just relax just continue to focus on what you need to focus on Um, because I think part of that was trying to you know every time I put on an event my hope is that it is relevant that it is impactful that it's helpful and to me for this thing in particular selling tickets was going to be the indicator of that for me and so my hope is that this was something that people still needed because I know I need it. I need community from my fellow black therapists in the area, which is the point of all of this. So I'm going to skip all the details of the ticket sales because it doesn't really matter. The point is, <laughs> not only did we get the 15, I added more tickets and we wound up having 20 folks there. And so um, it was beautiful. It was and when I tell you, we had people from all over the spectrum, and so what I mean by that is coming from like different different uh areas of expertise so we had nurse practitioners, we had psychologists, we had um administrators there we had therapists who were Uh, trained in trauma we had therapists who see couples and kids and veterans and we had peer support specialists and we had um, those who work with credentialing and those who work with insurance companies like uh, those who do research um, there were even people there who uh, towards the end they were you know talking about job opportunities if people wanted to you know move to different spaces like it truly felt like we could scoop up that room of individuals and just take over. You know what I mean? Like just, (laughs) we had enough energy expertise in the room to just like dominate, uh, black mental health in the area and, um, or at least be the game changers as it relates to black mental health. And so, um, I was so excited to meet them because there are some people that names sound familiar or their faces sound familiar. But I had a chance um, briefly just to talk to everybody and try my best to, you know, hit each and every person. Um, it just was such a beautiful experience. So much like the first uh, meetup. So here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. So we had those twenty folks, and out of them, there were only two people that were veterans uh for lack of another phrase so they were two from the first meetup that came to the second meetup so that means i had a whole new group of people who were ready to collab and so i'm like if i can get this group one from the first meetup and then this group from the second meetup to like be in one room we got close to 40 nope my math ain't right we got close to 30 (laughs) 30 30 35 yeah like 35 so I was right close to 40 35 black mental health professionals um in the Hampton Roads area and I know that there are tons more I just have to figure out where they are um and the beauty of this is that there were several folks at this meetup that said I ran by this, I was interested, and then I shared it with my friend, or I shared it with my colleague, or I shared it with my former colleague, and then they they brought them, and so that's beautiful, right, because that's what I want, but it just sort of tells me that this is a need that other people have too. So what we did was, um, we, uh, communed, we had, like, family time, I think, um, There's just so much running in my head about all this, and I'm still feeling uh, grateful um, for everybody that showed, and people who messaged me and said, please let me know when the next one is. I have a family obligation, or I have a work obligation, but please let me know about the next one, because I definitely want to attend. All those things mean so much to me, because... It means that they are ready to get connected. The point for me of these meetups is to do a few things. One is I need to know where the fellow black therapists are in the area. I just need to know where you are. I need to know where you physically are. I need to know how you're doing, how I can support you because I need your support, right? And when I say I need your support, there are moments in my own private practice when for whatever reason maybe it's due to scheduling or maybe it's because of the person's the potential person's potential clients uh issue that they work on that I'm not able to work with them and I have my small internal list of people that I go to but they also run up against the same thing in terms of You know, their caseloads being full or not having a schedule that's available, those types of things. So I need to be able to have a wider list of folks um, that I know that I've already had contact with, that I feel solid about, that I can send them to. And more often than not, when I'm having to refer someone out, they are wanting to work with a black therapist. They're wanting to work with a black therapist. And I even heard that from some folks in the room at our meetup is that they said when they refer out they that's one of the questions that they ask like is this person black and so my response to that was kudos to them for feeling empowered to ask that question because sometimes people have some shame around that have some shame around their preference of wanting to work with a black therapist um, or maybe they feel like that request feels irrelevant or whatever but anyway um, yeah so it's beautiful to uh, get to know them to get to know where they are and there were a couple of things that we talked about that we could collaborate on moving forward and another piece is not only just doing the meetups but um, doing what we call peer consultation so for those of us in the, in the field well just as a real short snippet to become a mental health professional, a licensed mental health professional, there's so many things that come into play, right? So you have to go, you got to get your undergraduate degree, right? Your bachelor's, then you have to pursue graduate education. So you have to either get a master's um, or a PhD, or for some people, they get both, like myself. And as you get each, each graduate degree... Not only do you have to take classes, but you have to have clinical experience. So it's not like they a school can just teach you in the books how to be a therapist and then don't show you the practical ways to sit with a person, what to say to a person, how to respond when someone says something, how to assess for risk, someone gonna do harm to themselves, harm to someone. Like you have to train on that sort of thing. You have to hone your clinical skills, just like a a surgeon would have to learn how to, you know, uh, use a scalpel or do stitches. Or so we have to do those things for three thousand hours, right? Um, there are There's training that we have to do while we're in our program, while we're getting our degree. And then there is training that we have to do or, or supervision that we have to do once we even finish our degree to even get our license. So when you're sitting with a licensed professional mental health, when you're sitting with a licensed mental health professional, they have had a good deal of training. So I one of the things sometimes that happens is once we get our license we're independent agents right we can go and do and see and so oftentimes there doesn't there isn't that frequent like consultation around cases we are sometimes um well we not sometimes we are often dealing with lots of heaviness from what's uh, that we're, uh, from the presenting concerns of the people that we're working with so whether that's related to trauma or some violence or um, or severe mental health um, issues or anyway the, the point is if you're seeing six to eight people a day sometimes even more than that, and you're, you know, working to working with them to to get better, that can just be really heavy on the therapist. And so one of the things that's helpful for us is to stay in contact with other therapists so that we can consult on these cases. Well I was proposing to this group that we have a black peer consultation, peer clinical, I'm saying it's all wrong. A black peer clinical consultation group. Because there's an added layer when you sort of incorporate culture, not only the 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 ethnicity of the therapist, but the people that they're working with. um, That that adds a different dynamic um, in terms of cases and your response and your treatment, your interventions. Um, And sometimes you don't get that assurance depending on the type, or you don't get the those things get ignored um, depending on what sort of audiences or work environments you happen to be in so if you work in a in a white environment is what i'm saying <laughs> what i'm trying to say right i'm trying to be real pc about it so there is something to be able to be comfortable comfortable and be in an all-black space with other black therapists and talk about black things as it relates to therapy boom that was what i was trying to say and so um and there's something to, to just sort of commune around food and have a good time and um you know we had some giveaways and uh, you know everybody got some loose leaf tea from a black owned company i think it's in baltimore um called teas and such so thank you to teas and such for providing the the uh white and green tea uh for for all of our participants I had a really good time I mean I I feel like I'm rambling a little bit and I probably am um because I just had a really good time I'm still excited about it um I sent out an assessment um at the end of this and so the results are starting to roll back in and they had a really good time too um based on what the feedback I'm getting and so um I feel like if if people can come to an experience, have a good time, feel like they met somebody they didn't know, feel like they were inspired or now have a, a way to collaborate in a way that they hadn't thought of before, then we won. And so that's what we were doing down at Cutlass Grill, you know building empires and so there will be more of these to come in 2020 the plan is to have these sort of scheduled quarterly as as originally planned and um continue to kind of build up the black mental health community here to get us all connected um and the idea is also that we're not in competition right so if we can if we know what's happening with with others the idea is that there's so much abundance at the table how can we how can I be a part of like spreading that around and so that's the other piece of this too is we all need to get fed um and we all can can work on making that happen so Thank you all to those who were in attendance. Thank you for those who supported the, the event, um, you know, sending texts and emails. And um, I, I appreciate you. Um, and there will be more of this to come. So until next time, y'all have a good one. So, if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, mindingmyblackbusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages, under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter, under Minding My Black Biz. So, peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know. My black bitch